Good afternoon, Saskatchewan. Jamie and I with you. Drew Remenda from Chicago, where the Sharks uh, take on the Blackhawks. How's Connor Bedard doing? How's it, did you see Connor Bedard today? No, we didn't. We didn't go. We had a game yesterday, so there was only a there was only a meeting in the hotel. We didn't go, but he's skating, and apparently bothering everybody to get back in the lineup to the point where they're, they're telling him, "Knock it off. It's going to take a while. We'll make sure you heal properly first. But apparently, he is already. Uh, is the jaw look, wired shut right now? I don't know. I think, well, it's the way it was broken. I imagine so. He's out six to eight. So yeah, like probably when he it. goes into Luke Richardson's office, is like, I want to play. I want to play hockey. Apparently, apparently he's already thinking he can go, <laughs> which really shouldn't surprise any of us who have now heard all the stories. <laughs> when he broke his wrist, when he was, what was he? 13, 12 or 13. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he was still doing everything he could without that one arm uh, to pick up his game. That's he. He also he also credits why his shot got stronger because of that. Um, using his other arm a little bit more. Uh, I'm not sure. Help. I'm not sure how much the rest of your game is going to get stronger when you cannot take anything in but liquids and um, <laughs> and that's it. So. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, Sharks, uh, Blackhawks uh, tonight. Uh, so, uh, Drew Remenda. Yes, sir. Take us to Buffalo. <laughs> you were in yes. the middle of it yes. yesterday. The San Jose Sharks took on the Buffalo Sabres. I, I was watching it play out live over the 24 <laughs> hours before kickoff of the Bills and the Steelers yesterday on the storm, the snow, the wind. And when you said you were in Buffalo. I'm like, how did you get to <laughs> Buffalo to play a so, hockey game yesterday? <laughs> so Saturday, the Sharks took on the Ottawa Senators at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we were scheduled to fly to Buffalo right after that. About uh, 5 o'clock Eastern, uh, our uh, our main man, our, our director of travel, Ryan Sten, he texts everybody, we're staying overnight, going back to the hotel. Airport is closed. We are on standby. So the earliest we could have left Ottawa the Sunday was 3 p.m. because that's when they were reopening the um, Buffalo airport. airport. Yeah. yeah. But there was also a travel ban on the streets as well. So uh, we waited and waited and waited and waited, and the time kept changing. It went from It went from... 3 p.m. bus to 5 p.m. bus to, okay, 6 p.m. bus, we're going to the airport, and we're going to get ready to go when they let us go. Flew in, and the flight was actually fine. And you, you, it was actually, except the landing was a little a little slippery. I was thinking, like, <laughs> Sunday night was still not a friendly environment in Buffalo, New York, to fly no, into. It wasn't. We... uh we hit the brakes pretty <laughs> pretty hard, and um, we got off. And I, Jamie, could not believe the amount of snow. I think we landed at about nine thirty when when we because waiting and de-icing and all that stuff. And I think it was about nine thirty, and the amount of snow couldn't believe it. We were not allowed on the buses to take the freeways back to into downtown Buffalo. Had to stay on the city streets. There was so much snow. And then 
the next day was the best. Um, there's a Tim Hortons attached to the hotel. So before I go to the game, going to get a donut, standing beside I thought, a no, sheriff. no, not a muffin? You got a donut? I, a muffin and a, I got oh, a muffin okay. and a donut. I had a muffin for later. Sheriff comes in, standing beside me, and I turned and looked at him and went, how have your days been lately? <laughs> he starts to laugh, and he goes, uh, well, uh, I worked 18 hours yesterday. Before that, I think it was another 18 hours. And then there was the day before that, just a 12-hour shift, and now I'm working the uh, the Buffalo game. I said, you're going out to Orchard Park? He goes, no, 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 no. I'm working the Sabres game. He said, I avoid Orchard Park at its best. No way I'm going out there right now. I said, really? He goes, honestly. So we started talking. He he's he was a Marine. He was a, a, a National Guardsman. He became a DEA, and then he went to the police, uh, the sheriff's office. He's, he's a goalie in the rec league. We started talking about all the stuff he does. And I said, so how bad was it? And he said, well, I grew up here, grew up in this area. He said, the, um, it wasn't, that's not Sunday. So yeah, Sunday, the day it hit, the big, the big squall hits. He said, what happens is it's a snow belt that just moves. And then you think it's over. It doesn't, it just keeps coming back. He said, it was ridiculous. There was literally the only cars on the road when we arrived were, were the, uh, the, the bulldozers and the the, the uh, dump trucks to remove plows and everything else. Yeah, yeah. But th- that that cold, it's it's that wet. Heavy. It's wet. wet, heavy cold, and it was amazing how that's the pictures that kept coming out from the stadium about all the snow that was still in in the stands, and but I got hey, I got handed to the Sabres fans. A bunch of them came out. Even though it wasn't it wasn't filled, but a bunch of them came out to watch that team play, even though it was not great weather. So. Well, they had a bit more comfortable seat to sit in than they did at uh, yeah. At, yeah, 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 at the Buffalo Bills game. As there were yeah, the Steelers fans that video, the Steelers fans just going through the aisle. Uh, yeah. they're, they're just trudging, up trudging up through up to, their waist. up to their waist. Just the yeah. the dads like forging the path forward for his family behind them. And uh, but the Bills, uh, uh, they had a party yesterday. Uh, yes, the did. Pittsburgh Steelers made things a little interesting. Got within a touchdown, but that twenty-one to nothing lead for the Buffalo Bills uh, helped them prevail uh, yesterday in the uh, snow in Buffalo, as they will now host the Kansas City Chiefs in uh, the AFC divisional action this coming weekend. And of course, the other game yesterday, the Tampa Bay wow. Buccaneers against the. Reigning NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. And I felt good for Baker Mayfield yesterday. Mayfield wide open. There's more again. And a touchdown, Tampa Bay. Here's another broken tackle. This is the rookie Trey Palmer, and he is gone. Well inside field goal range, lofted up. Godwin, touchdown, Tampa Bay. 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. Baker Mayfield puts the boots to Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles, and everybody's asking today, what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles? We saw what was happening to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Troy Aikman said it on the air. They're a defeated team. They look like they were a defeated team when the game started. First of all, they can't tackle. How many how many missed tackles did they have? That's all they talked about. That's want to. That is want to. To me, in football, tackling is want to. And that team didn't want to yesterday. 
I'm watching um, ESPN today, of course, like I always do, and on Get Up foot on Get Up and uh, First Take, their two top shows in the morning, where they have former football players from Jeff Saturday to Shannon Sharp to Dominic Foxworthy to you guys that played the game. And that's exactly what they said. Did you see what Ray Lewis said last night on the Manning cast? He said when the um, when we just played the kid broke it for 58 yards, should have mm-hmm. been an eight yard broke, breaks it for a touchdown. Ray Lewis just talked about that. He goes, first of all, from a schematic point of view, it's angles. It's all angles. And you put guys in a cup and you just, you're able to just close the cup. And, and he said, that's absolutely just want to. You got everybody playing as individuals instead of playing together. Shannon Sharp said it too. It's just incredible that a team that law that started out 10 and one, then lost six of their last seven, including last night's game. They were a defeated team going in. It was sad at the end watching um, Jason, Jason Kelsey. Yeah. That was sad because you don't want to see anybody that's been that good for that long go out like that. But also the the fact of they were blitzing all day long. You don't think to put an extra – maybe you don't need every receiver you've got going for a pass. Maybe you put an extra guy or two to block. I don't Especially know. when you don't have your best one in A.J. Brown. Right. Yeah, exactly. Don't max protect. Who's the like, – Double tight end sets, those types of things. That's what Buffalo Bills, that's what they're talking about, what you know Joe Brady has done in Buffalo. A lot more protection for Josh Allen because Josh Allen that allows Josh Allen to do what he can do, which is sling it or tuck it and run for 52 and what, yards and a touchdown. What didn't Josh Allen do yesterday? Didn't turn the ball over. Exactly. Exactly. So everybody down here, it's all fire Sirianni, but... Um, there's there's other issues there as well, but it was great for Baker Mayfield. They talked a lot about um, going to L.A. last year and playing for McVeigh and McVeigh told him just just be yourself. That's all I want. Just be yourself. And that was a team. Tampa Bay had so much dead cap space, you know that that he had, he signed a one year deal. Yeah, one year tryout deal basically. <laughs> then I guess he might get a new contract. Well, when you talk about Baker Mayfield, just be Baker Mayfield. Have some fun again playing football. He's having fun. Did you see what he did with the uh, water yesterday? Yeah. The yeah. guy comes up, <laughs> gives him a water bottle, and he did the fake and sprayed it over his uh, shoulder, his tried shoulder. to catch him. No, but that was a veteran water guy because he ducked right away. He ducked, nice yeah, try. He, he said nice try to Baker <laughs> yeah. Mayfield. And right in the middle of a football game, uh, having a blast. If, if Tampa could have caught the ball in the first half... It was over. You would have had over 400 yards. Points. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Baker Mayfield has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers into the next round. Well, a lot of questions being asked in Philadelphia. Of what went wrong? And is Nick Sirianni soon to be fired? Like many are expecting Mike McCarthy. And, oh, boy, uh, don't, ask, um, uh, don't ask Mike Tomlin about his future, by the way. Anyone? Mike, you have a year left on your contract. Bye, said Mike Tomlin. Not the time. 
Why? Not, Why is it not, not the time? Because Bill because Belichick was asked after his last game. Not Mike McCarthy was asked after his last no. game. Nick Sirianni was asked. Every single one of those guys answered the damn question or at it's, least it's, spun it in a different way. It's not the time because you're going to be. Why not? Because, because you're going to. Because they're just lost the game. They're emotional. They're worried about the guys in the room. They're worried about the coaching staff. They're concerned about other things. You're going to get to talk to Mike a day from now or two days from now in a better setting where the emotions aren't so high. It's, it's, it's not a bad question. It's just a poorly timed question. All Mike had to do was saying, I'm not talking about my future. Well, then why? So again, if that's the answer you're going to get, have the respect you... of the reporter who's covered oh, your team. Come. Oh, for, please, the respect, the, beat reporter, reporter. the respect of a reporter should be should be to Mike Tomlin understanding the situation that was he was dealing with at that moment. That's what the respect of the came from the media first. The timing of the question is just as important as what the question is. Jamie for and I, sure. Drew Romendo with you. I, as I mentioned, a lot of coaches got asked about their future. They all had the respect to answer the question rather than just bye and leave. Jamie and I, Drew Romendo with you. That's a very respectful way because I, I would my my answer would have been definitely disrespectful coming back. This is nine eighty CJME six fifty CKOM. Jamie and I, Drew Romendo with you here on the Green Zone. Here's something to get ready for a little later on Truth or Trash Tuesday today. Where does Mark Andre Fleury sit in the all time goaltender status? Good question. He passed Patrick Wise, no number two in wins in National Hockey League history. And how about this from the top four in the NHL? Most wins. Martin Brodeur, number one, from Montreal, Quebec. Marc-Andre Fleury from just north of Montreal. Patrick Waugh from Quebec City, Quebec. And number four is Roberto Luongo, another Quebec-born goaltender. One, two, three, four, all from Quebec. Yeah, they had the, they had the market cornered for a long, long time. Long time they had the market cornered. As they're all Canadian too. Now we talk about whatever happened to Canadian goaltenders. Canadian goalies, what happened to them? Mark Andre Fleury was the last of the big guys. Uh, so he is number two all time in wins. Where would you put? Is he top five all time? Yeah, you'd have to put him there. Of the greatest ever. Greatest goaltenders ever. What's the what's the number one what's the number one stat for a goalie? Top five? What's the number one stat for a goalie? Wins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We'll we'll debate. Now, we have a we have a tendency to judge him on his, his recent play. His yes. recent play actually is starting to pick up. But yeah, wins is the number one stat when you're talking about greatness of goaltenders. Truth or Trash Tuesday coming up at 3.35. Jamie Nye, Drew Romendo with you here in the Green Zone. Hope you're having a great Tuesday as uh, it is still darn cold, extreme cold uh, warnings uh, out there uh, around Saskatchewan, City of Regina, Saskatoon, etc. with the wind chill. Uh, right now it's minus 34, a wind chill. Risk of frostbite, though, overnight uh, tonight uh, with the wind chill into maybe into the minus 40 range as well. What, what's Chicago weather like? Is it is this polar vortex yeah, slipped into Chicago? It's chilly with, um, 
In communist, it is uh, minus 14 with the wind chill. It's uh, minus 25. So I take that right now, actually. It's a tad chilly. I, was, I had to buy a toque. Well, the uh, Kansas City-Miami uh, game Oof. is officially now the fourth coldest game in NFL playoff history. Uh, that was uh, the ranking that came out with wind chill of minus, and this is Celsius, minus 35 Celsius. Um, even in the CFL, uh, there's not a lot of games that get that cold. And Patrick Mahomes' helmet yeah. shattered. Shattered. Yeah. That's Put a how hole cold in it. it was. Yeah, put a in, hole in it. In Kansas City. But the other big story out of Kansas City that I'd like to get into for just a little bit. Well, now in the in Canada, we didn't mind. We had TSN, we had CTV. You, you right. just watch the game. But we talk about this because in the world of sports fandom, what be, is becoming more and more popular is streaming. Um, Major League Soccer's a deal with the Apple TV. Exclusive. We've seen Amazon take over Thursday night football, and Peacock had the exclusive rights in the United States to Miami and Kansas City. So NBC came out with the numbers on Peacock. The exclusive AFC wildcard game, the biggest live streamed event in U.S. history with more than 23 million viewers. Tuning in. So, 23 million streamed on Peacock. 23 million, and it costs six bucks for a subscription, just that one month subscription is six bucks. Yeah. $138 million. Now, if you had the, let's say, 10 million of those, but the deal that was going on uh, for a peacock for that game. It was like, you can buy a full year for 25 bucks. 10 million got that or so that's $250 million. Yeah. So they bought it for 110. So they made profit. National football league sees that and goes, Hmm. Oh, this isn't over. There is going to be more streaming next year during the NFL playoffs. And you're going to want Apple will be at the door, Amazon will be at the door, Peacock will be back at the door. What are some of the other ones? Um, what is Paramount Plus, whatever it is, they'll be at the door. Yeah. yeah. You, you just get used to it, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm well, saying. It's, um, there was an article today, I think it was on Outkick that I read it, that said that 100%, that even though the fans hated it and the fans didn't want to hear about the numbers, there, it was basically saying, it is here and here to stay. Is it greedy? Yep, I agree. It is, but it's business, and that's what business is all about. It's greedy from the NFL. It's greedy from NBC. The NBC guys, the guy who was head of Peacock said, yeah, we're doing this just so they'll get the foot in the door. Their next most popular program is some reality housewife show. Yeah, re- real housewives of yeah. whatever. Yeah. And they've got some other show now that's on Peacock. And this guy was talking about his quality programming that turns couples into threesomes. It's thrupling or something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a reality show. Yeah, 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 I know. I was reading it. Yeah. And that's their next reality show. These are, these are, this is the quality programming this guy was talking about. But 
they just want to get your foot in the door, get your money, and then from there on in, you're hooked. But you stay there because it's uh, it's like seven bucks a month, and I get to watch the exclusive NFL games, and more are coming their way. But fans are, fans are kicking back at the rate because they said twenty three million most watched streaming. Thank you. And people are saying, yeah, because you forced us to. Exactly. The only reason I bought a subscription because it was the only way I could watch my Chiefs play. So, of course, there was yeah. that many. That's the point, ladies and gentlemen. He, he said as much. The, the head of Peacock said as much. Yeah. But I'm interested. In our audience, how are you consuming sports when televised? Because when it comes to the National Football League, zone has this, the rights to NFL Sunday ticket where you can turn it on and you can watch every game across the platform on the zone. I watch the zone every Sunday. I stream instead of click on the basic cable package. Unless the Raiders are on the basic cable package, then I could have the Raider game on. And then I have the zone over here on a different screen to watch red zone or something else. I, so I'm I'm asking you, how do you are you consuming more streaming? Because a lot of my buddies and a lot of friends are talking. They, they, I don't even have cable anymore, so of course they're using more streaming. Some people say the only reason I still have cable is to watch TSN for the Canadian Football League. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. As I would say, it's a W uh, for Peacock. Oh yeah, well they knew it was going to be. For that very reason, that you were forcing the diehard fans of, of especially the Kansas City Chiefs, but anybody whose team was going to be locked into that situation, to be to be buying that, so they'll watch it. We we know what the NFL fans are like. They're we know what football fans are like. Look, that are, place was well, packed you, yesterday, yeah. oh, and yeah, they couldn't. Si- they had to sit in snowbanks in Buffalo, yeah. and it was still yeah. packed. They had. They had so many people um, sh- going out to shovel. They had all those people. They had the, the snowbanks were filled. They got people sliding down snowbanks to get to their seat, sitting in snowbanks, as you said. But it was packed, absolutely jammed. Here's, because here's, they didn't get enough people to shovel, though. They, no, they didn't because they weren't paying enough. It was twenty bucks an hour. But also the hours that you're supposed to shovel. Yeah, but still had some. Do I get a ticket if I should? Nope, it's sold nope. out. You can't get a ticket. Yeah. You will. You have to leave yeah. after you're done shoveling. We will feed you. Okay, though. pass. Yeah. We will feed you though. Uh, Jamie and, and I give you a shovel. Jamie and I drew a minute with you here on the Green Zone as uh, streaming has got the win for Peacock, and because of their uh, commercial-free fourth quarter, you got so many shots of Donna Kelsey and her two uh, sweet mates uh, yeah. dancing and having fun. Uh, during the uh, so, end of that game. And by the way, Brittany Mahomes and uh, Taylor Swift were the sweet mates I was talking about. Yes. And, and the other side story of that, did so one of the other uh, wives made the coats Taylor Swift and yeah. Brittany um, Mahomes were was, wearing? Um, yeah. I can't remember whose who's wife it was. gained yeah. thousands and yeah. thousands and thousands thousands of more social media follow just her account because of the Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes wore their jacket into a football game. Did you see the, did you see the controversy about Taylor Swift and Eminem? Oh, all the people saying, 
yeah, why are you showing Eminem? He's too distracting because people who were, didn't like Taylor being showed all the time. He's, well, first off, first off, um, Eminem's been going to those games yeah. since he was a kid. He's a Second, season ticket holder, isn't he? He's a, yeah, a season ticket holder, yeah, big time. Um, did you see the everybody doing uh, Lose Yourself? All those 60, whatever, 1,000 people. Wow. It was phenomenal. But the Swifties were fighting back. I guess he's not distracting. It's, you know what? All of you just take it easy. So, yes. And but plus the, game, the, plus the game was out of hand. And yeah. Uh, let's just throw Taylor Swift on the screen again. Yeah. And there she is with Brittany Mahomes and Donna Kelsey. But that, that, that did not look like a fun game to, to be at or to play. Uh, no, did you see? I don't know. They, they, it got fixed, but that sweet Taylor Swift was in before kickoff. Yeah. They're like yeah. scraping the windows, like because they couldn't see through. And I had it, it took me back to the 2010. And we talked to Corey Mace about this yesterday on the uh, Green Zone uh, when he was on talking about his coaching staff. Was the 2010? I asked him what's the coldest game he played in. And he said probably the 2010 West Final in Calgary, McMahon Stadium. That's when Jarrell Freeman recovered the fumble in the end zone, came out of nowhere, ran like 50 yards to recover it. The press box, it was so cold. We were doing the same thing with credit cards, scraping the window so we could watch that football game because it was so damn cold. Uh, Yeah, it was a chilly one. Uh, Jamie and I, Drew Amendo with you here on the Green Zone. More coming up. We'll take a look at this day in sports history. Plus... The Buffalo Bills will go up against the Kansas City Chiefs coming up this weekend. Now it's in the Bills' home rather than Kansas City, where Patrick Mahomes has always played his uh, playoffs is at Arrowhead Stadium. And also, what went wrong in Philly? Was it the coach? Was it the quarterback? Was it egos? Was it injury? What went rotten? with the defending NFC champions. That's all coming up here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Dye, Drew Amendo with a year in the green zone. Bye, bye, bye is what Philadelphia Eagles fans want Nick Sirianni to go. Did you see the guy who threw popcorn at him last night? Yeah. You're done, Sirianni! He's screaming at the coach, who's being escorted off the field by Big Dom, by the way, the most uh, famous security guard now in National Football League history, Big Dom. And you're done, Sirianni! And his buddy with a popcorn bucket just throws the popcorn at him. Yeah. Probably taking it too serious there, uh, throwing popcorn at the head coach of the uh, football team. In Philadelphia. But they're Philly fans, so. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, Philly fans. <laughs> so, is it this, this is his third season with the. Uh, yes. Went to the Super Bowl last year. But there is a there is a stat out there about teams that lose in the Super Bowl, their, their chances of coming back to the Super Bowl next year or, or doing well in the next year's playoffs is. is um, Not the greatest. Not great. Only the Buffalo Bills can go to back to back to back to back yeah. Super Bowls after losing. Um, so he he's nine and eight this first year, fourteen and three his second, goes to the Super Bowl. 
11 and six this year, but lost six of his last seven. Mm-hmm. And they, like you said, the want, the, the, just everything about that team looked defeated. And I think Troy Aikman was bang on when he was talking about it. Just rotten. Uh, so we'll see what the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles do. Um, of course, Bill Belichick's out there. He's rumored. It, so Bill Belichick is now rumored to be the next coach in Philly, the next coach in Dallas. Those two people have not yet been fired, by the way, Mike McCarthy and Nick Sirianni. But yesterday, uh, he interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons and uh, the team that they beat after a 28 to 3 deficit in the uh, Super Bowl. So uh, Bill is already out there interviewing for work. Uh, the first interview was with Atlanta. Is this a Bridge Farm remembers. Oh. It's up. And after 22 years, on this day in sports history, January the 16th, 1960, Gordy Howe scores a goal and an assist in a 3-1 win at home over Chicago. With the goal and the assist, he becomes the NHL's all-time leading scorer, passing Maurice Richard. Do you remember how many points Gordy Howe had to be the all-time leading scorer way back in 1960? I do not. I do not. Um, it was a 947 points. So, where did Gordie Howe finish? Double that, 1,850 points. So, way back in 1960, past Maurice Richard with his 947th point to be the NHL's all-time leading scorer. Of course, Gordie now sits fourth behind Messier, Yager, and Wayne Gretzky. And also on this day in hockey history, 1966, Chicago Blackhawks right winger Bobby Hull scores four goals, becomes the first player in team history to score 300 for Chicago. And, of course, Chicago is where Drew Remenda is tonight for the Sharks and the Blackhawks.